0: The Los Angeles underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex.
1: It's like honey in
0: your ear holes. Welcome back to Superiority Complex, everybody. Your new favorite podcast, Jake and John are in the house today. That's your Q, boys. (laughs)
1: Hey,
0: how's it going? (laughs) They were just
1: burning down the house. Hey,
0: what's happening? Mm -hmm. It was happening. Jake and John today. uh, We originally had a full slate, and then everybody dropped off one by one. So next week, uh, we'll pick up our movie Rushmore. I want to wait until everybody's on board. Uh, No more of this lagging. Um, There are people who shall remain nameless who aren't on the podcast today who are still about six movies behind on some stuff. Um, So we're going to, you know, I think some of us take advantage of the fact that, uh, you know, there's you know, homework. Patrick's,
1: Patrick's a good egg though, but you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that Jake never Jake never uh, uh never loses the opportunity, never lets it pass him by where no. he can just slam Patrick. Never
1: passes an opportunity by. It's all because he doesn't hug me. <laughs>
0: is that true? Is that what it wow. is? <laughs> if he hugged you wow. more, if he hugged you more, that'd be it. That'd be The more I care about you, the more I talk shit, okay? Oh, that's good. You kid because you love.
2: I kid because I love. Not drugs.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. John, I don't know the details. You're going to want details. I don't have them. Michael Bagford posted something about how Paul McCartney used AI to finish a Beatles song that they tried to record before, after John's death. It's just him uh, playing a demo on a boombox and recorded Mm. it. They tried to finish it once and George Harrison said,
2: nope. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, when they did that anthology, they did free as a bird and real love. And the third one, all three of them have to say yes. And on the third one, George Harrison said, this is too unfinished for us to finish. Right. It. Well,
0: guess what, John? Yeah. They, they used AI. And they, <laughs> they used AI and they finished it.
2: How about that? Yeah. i have it's, to check that out. It's pretty, in,
1: I mean, it, and the the AI has enough data on his voice to probably be able to uh, replicate it pretty accurately.
2: How do you feel about? Oh, that, John? Uh, well, I'll have to read more about it. Are they if they're boosting the volume on his voice? That's one thing. If they're if they're making it, you know, if they're if they're creating his voice.
0: No, they just told the AI, like this is a piano, get rid of it. This is a this is oh, background okay. hiss,
2: get rid of it. Oh yeah yeah. But if they're saying, hey, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what they call this stuff, AI, chatbot, whatever it is. But if they're saying, if they're entering in, come up with a voice that sounds like John Lennon, I'm not on board.
0: (laughs) No, 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 they just (laughs) told
2: it. Yeah, if they're just getting rid of background noise, that's fine. I like that
0: that Paul waited until George was dead and was like, let's do it. I like that.
2: Right, because they all had an equal vote going all the way back. They said, "Okay, if anybody says, no, we don't want to do this and it's out. And so when they did that anthology, I mean, you got to say they did two of the three. It's just that that third one, it just didn't feel like it was going to be anything. Um, I thought they did a pretty good job on that Free as a Bird. It's not the best Beatle track ever, but I thought for for Lennon's voice being on a cassette, it was like a demo on a personal cassette player that he used on the piano. I thought that was pretty amazing. And you can say hats off to uh, to Jeff Lynne because... You know, how many that was in the 90s, and he was able to kind of boost the vocals, get rid of as much of the the background noise as he could, and kind of mix in the new Beatles. He said it was really tough, but if you're a Beatle fanatic like Jeff Lynn, he said this was the opportunity of a lifetime to play George Martin, <laughs> to get in there and produce the Beatles, you know? All right. We've already talked about the Beatles too much this time. Uh, yes and or, you brought it, yes you no. brought it up.
0: Yes or no. Yes or no, John? Are you on board with this or no?
2: I just want to hear about it. I don't know if this was necessary, but I want to hear about it. You know, no, no, no. Right.
0: when will what what will be enough
2: for you, Beatles fans? What will be enough for well, you, Beatles fan? They're running out. They're running out. I got to say, the vaults are getting low. Right. Uh, they keep re-releasing these albums. I was talking to my buddy Pat and. Every couple of years, they re-release another album and they find stuff in the vaults. Here's some stuff that we didn't use. Here's some demo stuff. Here's some rehearsals. They're kind of getting to the end of it. There's only like one more album that could, that could conceivably. And also they're trying
1: to like make it more audio friendly for 2023. Only you know, one more? Kind of, this album's got new B-side reel where John sneezes twice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, they will will buy it
2: and they will buy, uh, yeah, you know, there's, I'm, I'm getting to to the end of whether, you know, I'm getting to the end of interest in this stuff. Revolver was amazing Mm -hmm. because they did have alternative mixes and you could hear them building the track from the ground up. I think rubber souls, the last album you can do that other. I don't think there's a whole lot of stuff in the vault beyond that. Uh,
0: yeah, here's a fun story. Uh, I had some folks try to talk me into, uh, he said, you should really re- listen to some more Beals. I said, okay. Because I like to do this every once in a while when people think I'm just doing it for a show. So I listen to Rubber Soul. Hey! Uh, I to Baby, You Could Drive My Car. There you uh, go. Uh, if it's in a double entendre, if it's not, it's just a dumb song then. Um, uh. <laughs> in My Life is Always Good. I finally well, figured yeah. out what it is why another reason I don't like the Beatles people are gonna people are going to rake me over the coals for this hey guys Uh this is
1: why you need to stop having him listen to the Beatles because he keeps finding more reasons to hate them the way
0: the way John's voice hits my ear Mm. is unpleasant I do not like do not like I figured Mm. it out finally on that album like the higher Mm. pitch I just don't I don't I don't know what what it is but and there's also something about the instrumentation they use sometimes. It just hits my. It just hits me the wrong way, and I I don't want to. I'm like nope. I can't. I can't. I've tried. Wow. That's but, interesting. But this time it was a real. Yeah, that, it was a real attempt to go. I'm gonna try to listen to this and really go track by track. Yeah. And, and you know.
2: Well, that's the first album that sounds. Like sort of like a cohesive effort, like all the songs, yeah, they all sound kind of like of a piece, and they all kind of sound. It was the way they mixed it, it's very intimate. It, it always sounded to me like they're in the next room. It always sounded like or like you're in the room with them. Um, but it's the, usually they say this is the first album. that kind of sounds like one piece. All the songs, it doesn't sound just like twelve songs stuck on an album. It sounds like it's all kind of one mood. But um, yeah, if you don't like the sound of his voice, and you don't like the mix. Then what can you do? Yeah, but but that's the one. Well, I think Brian Wilson said, ooh, I better up my game because these are good songs, it's produced well, and they're not just, they're not just all love songs. So, it's the first album. Where they're kind of like, you know, maybe we, like Dylan said, you don't have to just write about love <laughs> and your girlfriend. You can write about other stuff. What? And that's why you get something like uh, In My Life or Nowhere Man. They said, oh, yeah, I guess,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> what about, what does what does Brian Wilson do in response to
2: uh, Pet Sounds. Oh, so I think that's, Pet Sounds. Okay. I think they're like playing tennis. I think I can never quite figure out the way it works. I think it's Rubber Soul, then Pet Sounds, then Revolver, and then Smile, I think was going to be his answer to uh, Sergeant Pepper. I, I can never figure the chronology, but basically, I might be off on the dates, but basically, he listens, they, and they had the same regard for Brian Wilson. There's an interview where Lennon goes, Wow. He says, The rest of them are probably. Knuckleheads, but Brian Wilson is some kind of genius. He says, I can't believe these songs. And it's obvious this is one guy's vision, you know, the production and the mixing and the harmonies. So there's, you know, and then McCartney was a Brian Wilson fan going all the way back. He just said, Wow, this guy is like another he's like another Phil Spectre. He's like, you know, this this kid is just amazing. So they had a really high regard for each other. So it was kind of like a back and forth. But I think Pet Sounds was a response to um to rubber soul he said wow these are strong songs uh they're using unusual instruments too you you probably caught that they're using like harpsichord and um -hmm. there's things on this album that aren't just the typical guitar based drums they started branching out into like well how about we try this let's try a harmonium let's try you know let's try something that's not in the rock and roll toolkit you know And Brian Wilson just goes nuts. He's using like, uh, you know, Glockenspiels and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, sleigh bells and, uh, you know, theremin. He's just using all this stuff. He's like, okay, the gloves are off. I'm going to use everything I hear in my head, which was considerable. So, um, anyway, that's the long answer to your short question. Uh, when is it's cool? I, I like that you're trying, Mario. And I gave up a long time ago, so it's cool whenever you say, Oh, I gave this one another shot. It's I do, cool I to like see. to
0: give it a shot just, just as, yeah. just, just maybe you know, it's like whiskey. Maybe one day I'll start liking it. And uh, you know, it's like scotch, you know, like oh, maybe one day I'll, it'll hit me, but it just, it's uh, you know, it, yeah, yeah. I had a couple people like really sit down, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I was trying to be respectful and to say, Look, I've tried. Sure. And, uh, I just don't, sure, you know, sure. I, don't I don't just do you it know. for the, it's not all just for the yucks and all for the, for the, you know, it's like, Hey, look, I've given these guys a legit
2: shot Sure. over the sure. years. And that, yeah. And that's a big one. Hell. I mean, rubber soul usually makes people's, when people pick their favorite Beatle album, a lot of times it's, it's like a tie between rubber soul and revolver, you know? Uh, so yeah, hell you gave it a, and we, it heard, a uh, we heard, uh, we
0: heard Oh Yoko in uh, Rushmore this week. Right? Did we not?
2: <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember It's that. in there.
0: It's at the end. Uh, they're, they're doing Oh Yoko.
2: Oh, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and that's interesting because that's such a personal... It's funny. He, you know, that's a very personal love song. <laughs> he goes from, you know, he goes from uh, Love Me Do to, uh, you know, yeah. um, he's addressing his wife specifically. <laughs> uh,
0: You know, Eleanor Rigby, blah, 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 blah. What does she do? What does Eleanor
2: Rigby they- do? I don't know, picks up the rice in the rain where the something is something. Right. I don't know. I don't know.
1: (laughs) All with all all the lonely people, where do where do they all come from, Mario? I dislike that
0: song so much I even dislike the Ray Charles version. And I love
2: Ray Charles.
1: Oh. Wow, that's interesting. How
2: about that? Yeah. I think that was a mind blower. When when he started covering their stuff, they're like, Jesus, Ray Charles is covering our stuff. <laughs> right. Like, I think it just blew their minds, you know, right. or like they were such big Fats Domino fans that when Fats Domino covered Lady Madonna, they're like, Well, how do you top that? <laughs> we love the guy to death and he covers our Fats Domino, you know <laughs> homage, you know? Uh yeah. And then, you know, I, I mean I
0: do hand it to the Beatles for predicting uh, the the advent of Madonna nearly like twenty years later. I think that's amazing. So hats off to them for being uh, prognosticators. Hats off to them for that's being right uh, that's prognosticators. Right. You. Uh, yeah, that's the, you know, the AI. We're using the AI now. Love it. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. I hadn't heard that.
2: I'll have to look into that and see what he did. Yeah, yeah
0: Mikey Bags uh, uh, tag me in a tag me in a post.
2: Yeah, we will see. There's definitely a line that can be crossed. Shut up! But to if all they're doing—if all they're doing is getting rid of like background noise—I don't think I got a problem with that. But any attempt to sort of replicate Lennon's voice, I wouldn't be on board with that.
0: Uh, no, I don't. I don't think that's what they're trying to do.
2: Or maybe they could have the chatbot go, "Hey, I've got a hoe in me pocket." I
0: don't know what that means. Okay.
2: Did you ever watch? Um, did you ever sit down with, uh, with your daughter and watch Yellow Submarine? Uh, never. Okay, you wouldn't do that, Don't worry. Uh Wouldn't it be funny if that was if that was the entry point for you? If you somehow accidentally watched Yellow Submarine and went, "Hey, I like these guys." Um, what did I? What? Uh, what's that style of animation called? That weird. that. Well, it looks like Peter Max, basically, was a German guy. I think. Heinz Edelman or something, there was a look in the 60s. A lot of it looked like Peter max bold colors, wild sort of impressionistic drawings. And then to animate it, it just looks like something, like, just like an acid trip. It's also the... But th- I don't know what... You, I guess you'd call it psychedelic, you know?
0: Right. And if you throw a sepia tone on it, then
2: it's Monty Python style animation. Yeah, You know, it's funny because Terry Gilliam is starting to do stuff right about maybe like a year after yellow submarine. Cause a lot of times I think the Terry Gilliam stuff looks like parts of yellow submarine. Right, 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 right. And it's, it, it's because they didn't have much of a budget. T- Terry Gilliam said, I didn't have much time. Basically the only animation I could do on the, on the, uh, on the budget we had and the time constraints was uh, you cut out things. You find interesting images, you draw interesting things, you cut it out and you just animate the pieces. You can't do cell animation. You can't do full uh, personality animation like like uh, Disney or Warner Brothers. But he said, but I did have time to draw things and uh, cut out things out of magazines and then just move the pieces around. And it ends up looking really cool. Uh, but you're right. You're right. It's got like a sepia tone. Uh, sometimes it's like well, monochromatic. That explains why
0: the style looks like Yellow Submarine because that was a very popular style. I remember uh, shopping bags and stuff when I was a little kid still had, oh, yeah. still had
2: that look. That yellow. No, do that, you remember? Um, you're absolutely right. Uh you'd see it on bags and uh also do you I think commercials started aping that style. Yeah, like the gap. The, and, the Gap. And right. there was a famous uh seven up commercial that was absolutely it looked exactly like something out of yellow right. submarine. Right, right, right. And as a fact, I think I think they got Peter Max to do the uh I don't know if he did the animation, but I think he did some seven up uh print ads for magazines
0: and then they made fantastic planet
2: and that was the end. Yeah, that was jesus the end. god and that's the weirdest one of them all right
0: <laughs> right that is that is the that is kind of the ultimate uh what's the word i'm looking for that's kind of the freak the, out that's well not freak animation freak out animation. that's the but that's the um that's the that's like the high point of that style if you don't the know hypothesis. what we're talking about, if you don't know what we're talking about, with the style of animation, look, Fantastic Planet. It's on, uh, if you have Max, not HBO oh, Max. Are they, are they running that? It's on uh, the Turner Classic hub
2: of Max. Oh, really? No mm-hmm. kidding. I'll have to check that out. I haven't seen that in a long time. But when that came out, it was about as freaky as you could get um if you were into like sci-fi and oh my god what is this fantasy are you looking stuff. at that it was, jake because i think
1: that was like an Jesus r-rated christ this, i this think some, it was like, an lo- R. this is like some lovecraft fucking otherworldly it's good old-fashioned real creepy it's good old-fashioned nightmare fuel for you
2: mm-hmm. i think it was i think it was an r it, it had to be an r rating there was a lot of uh bloodshed i think there were like bleeding <laughs> different colors <laughs> other than red because it's supposed to take place on some other, some other galaxy. Uh, or no, it's PG. But, uh, okay. Okay. So she was probably the first. Well, I guess Fritz the Cat was probably the first attempt. X at rated, an X-rated.
0: X-rated. Yeah. yeah. That's that's yep. different. Uh, um, hats off. To, oh, you know who passed away, John. Speaking of which, uh, sad news, John Romita, uh, Sr. John Romita, really? Sr. Co-creator of Wolverine and uh, Mary Jane Watson. Oh wow. Uh wow. drew her as Anne Margrock. Uh, yeah, John Romita <laughs> Sr. died.
2: Wow, that's yeah. a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. He's like uh, he's like Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. He's huge. Right. He,
0: and and I think what a lot of people, I think his biggest influence on Spider-Man was making him kind of um, uh, he kind of rounded out the Peter Parker character. I think a lot. I think he really kind of made him more. Less of a nerd and more of like a, uh, just a more handsome, yeah, more
2: handsome, like a real, like a real guy. He actually looked like a college student, not a high schooler. Yeah. Right, right, right. And uh, somebody who could conceivably, he was still neurotic, but he could conceivably maybe land somebody as sexy as Mary Jane. <laughs> face it, Tiger. You just hit the jackpot. Oh man. That's it. Uh, yeah, yeah, everyone, everyone loves that panel, you know, I think people have posters of that on the door. <laughs> well, hats off to uh
0: John Romita Sr. Uh, uh, that's, that's a big one. Look into it. Yeah, there are, uh, there are. You know, the, that whole generation is passing away now. Those all
2: the. Well, how God, he did years. Spider Man, he was the look of Spider Man for years, wasn't he? Right. Right. After Ditko, I mean, he's really the look for all through the seventies, isn't he?
0: Right. Late 60s, late sixties, early 70s, for sure. Right.
2: Like when I was a kid, that's the way I remember Spider-Man looking. It was only through the reprints that I got to look at the Ditko stuff and went, wow. But he really drew him nerdy and sort of skinny. And not- <laughs> right. <laughs> you go, gee, he puts on the suit and suddenly he's... Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. The suit was padded. Had the muscle suits. Uh, did you guys get a chance to go see Into the Spider-Verse yet? Go check it out.
2: Uh-uh. Still not That's exactly uh, mobile enough to get into a theater. Yeah, how but, you feeling, uh, John? How you feeling, man? Uh really good. It's just uh it's a matter of I can't drive yet, and um, I'm still trying to get the knee. The knee is not. I'm not able to bend it completely. So I don't know. You want me to Maybe get in over a to, week or two? I might be able to. You want me to get
0: over there and give you some a little Miyagi, a little, the the old Miyagi treatment? Just oh.
2: <laughs> wax on, wax off, and then oh. wax on, wax off. You want a little that? Mm-hmm. it's uh just time time and exercise so um yeah maybe in a couple of weeks i'll be able to sit in a uh in a th- how about theater and watch uh, it.
0: how's your uh how's me tv treating you how's what's going on what are we watching police woman what are we watching
2: uh what? have you seen uh have you seen me tv plus plays uh street of san francisco which i'm really getting addicted to i forgot how great that show was and it's really down to Carl Malden. I mean, Michael Douglas is good, but Carl Malden is so solid in that. You just go, Wow, this guy is giving like an award winning performance every show. You
0: know? Let me tell you something about that show you might not know, John. The drummer got paid by the note for that opening thing
2: opening thing. <laughs> Amy. Yeah. Right. Okay, the, I've got the meter running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, okay, stop. We've already it's already the cap <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> on what we're going to.
0: Pre- that's got to be Hal Blaine. That's got to be Hal Blaine. Possibly, possibly.
2: Uh, uh, it's a great show. I just he's just so solid. You just don't see that level of acting in most TV shows. He's just so he's like Spencer Tracy. He's so hundred percent believable no matter what's going on. Uh, I don't know. That was shot in San Francisco, right? That's not a. Yeah, that's the cool thing. It doesn't. It's one of the few cop shows in the 70s. that doesn't look like it was shot on the Universal Backlot. Oh, great. Uh, It's shot around San Francisco. There's a lot of outdoor stuff, kind of like Hawaii Five-0. You know, that was obviously in Hawaii. So streets of San Francisco, you can tell most of that is on location. They're in like real spots. They walk in, you know. Uh, So that kind of also is kind of cool. The writing was good, but I don't know. It just, I just thought that was a great show and it really holds up. So that neat TV plus is playing that. And then they're playing a bunch of stuff from the sixties, like 77 sunset strip and Hawaiian eye, (laughs) which is the the show that uh, Robert Conrad did before wild, wild west. They were like detectives in Hawaii. It's called Hawaiian. Eye. Was it shot in Hawaii? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, Mm, no, it looks like it's probably like the, the Warner Brothers backlot. There's probably some stuff, pickup shots, maybe. I get the feeling it was pretty much shot on the Warner Brothers back Hawaiian lot. eye. What a great name. Yeah, and it's the same guys that did 77 Sunset Strip. Um, it was all like Warner Brothers. The other thing, they're, they're showing a bunch of 70s stuff. They're showing uh, Police Woman with Angie Dickinson. That's what I'm asking you. And um, what's the other one? Oh, Harry O with uh, David Janssen. <laughs> David Jans, are they show, What? Where can I get
0: a rerun of Mannix?
2: Oh, uh, somebody is showing Mannix. Who is it? Uh, if it's not MeTV, then it might be uh, Antenna. Somebody is showing Mannix, like late uh, at night.
0: Gentlemen, your favorite fictional telev- what your favorite television detectives. Favorite television detective, uh, Jake. Favorite television detective.
1: Hmm, that's an excellent question. What's the what are the guys? I don't know if you necessarily call them detectives, but in the have you seen Mindhunter?
0: Oh, they're on kind of, on, on kind of investigators. On Netflix. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah,
1: they're uh they're profiler. Sure. That yeah. that counts. Um, this, uh, this skinny guy who I can't remember the name skinny of Skinny Guy from so from Mindhunter. From Mindhunter. His name is uh, Holden Ford. Holden Jonathan, Jonathan Groff. Holden McGroin. He's uh, fantastic. The Holden. Descent Into Madness is a very interesting I'll well,
0: check it out, man. I'll have to watch that. John, favorite TV
2: detective? Oh, you know, Jim Rockford. Rockford Files. Yeah, gotta Rock, be. Re- really? Even better than Columbo? I like Columbo, but I've, I always liked uh, Rockford Files. And I guess second probably would be Streets of San Francisco. I always thought they were a great team. All right. Carl Malden and Michael Douglas, I thought it was a really good team. Very believable. That was the thing. Very believable. You know, for a TV cop show.
0: Uh, I asked this question on another uh, for another podcast, but I'm going to ask it here because it's just you two. Uh, what is your favorite fictional restaurant? What is your favorite fictional restaurant from any medium? Mm. Any medium? Mm.
2: While we're thinking on that, what's your favorite detective on TV? Uh, probably Rockford. Probably Jim there you Rockford.
0: Go. Or... There you go. or uh uh or Columbo. I mean oh, Columbo's sorry. obviously like, you know, a master detective, right? Mm-hmm. But uh I'll tell you what with it, I'll tell you what always tips the scales in 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 Rockford's favor as far as the character. It's just the fact that he's always down on his luck. I like that yeah, he's, he's a, always down he's on his luck. He's a regular guy. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, that's it, what people, people love an underdog. You
0: and, know. And sometimes it's he he's like a real he's he's not you know a uh, uh Columbo's more like a, a, a Sherlock Holmes and uh and um uh Rockford's much more like a Sam Spade or a Philip Marlowe, where there's not there's not a lot of detective work, it's a lot of grinding. It's a lot of following people around, you know, looking in windows, you know, BSing your shoe, way shoe leather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. BSing your way into,
2: you know. Into stuff, and so I think people identify with that. They go, they can. It's it's easier to to uh, sort of relate to that than someone who's like a mastermind, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: you know he's he's very much a working man, even though he's a detective. He's like a he's like a blue collar detective,
2: so that's why it's and very uh, likable, yeah. right?
0: And he has a cool car, and he lives on a trailer on the beach. How do you not love that? Um, yeah. And he never he always wears a sport coat, a sharp looking sport and, coat, and he likes a good hot dog. Yeah, and or chocolates, or tacos. Um, yeah, he's Didn't got man. the worst diet.
2: He's just eating like bachelor food.
0: <laughs> I uh, just love
2: that he'll take a he'll take a date to the hot dog point. Right? You know, yeah. It's like, okay. Okay, Marriott Hartley, you really like me? We're gonna go get a hot dog. Right? Know? Let's go get hot dogs. <laughs> how much?
1: It's, how much do you like me? It's uh, a test. It's a test. They have to pass. They have to pass the hot dog test. Well, that time. would be my test. Um,
2: <laughs> is that what the kids are calling it?
1: Yeah, the you have to pass yeah. the hot dog test. Uh, well, yeah, that's
0: something else. Hey, how you doing? Um, so fictional, uh, fictional diner. Same huh? with fictional uh, yeah. restaurant, diner, can be anything. Mm-hmm. Fic- fictional uh, eating place. Uh, Jake, what do you got? Uh, Bob's Burgers. Oh, <laughs> that's great. That is a great, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to eat at Bob's Burgers. No. I just I- want to hang out. I would definitely want to hang out there. Maybe. Yeah, I- you got to hang out maybe bring in maybe bring in outside food maybe bring in some outside food but yeah
1: where he, he's, he's a man who loves his craft though so those those burgers got to be pretty good though yeah he
0: does he does really pour his heart into it but then you got the kids putting stuff in you got the kids working there
1: mhm
0: if it was just right. if it was just bob maybe what about you john
2: it's a tough one um I like that diner that uh, Sullivan goes into in Sullivan's Travels. He, he calls it an owl wagon. <laughs> That'd be 40s slang for a place that's open all night. I like when he goes into that little diner in the middle of nowhere and he, he figures out, he reaches in his pocket and he realizes he's got no money, and the guy gives him coffee and a donut.
0: What about uh, you, don't, you don't think Alice's restaurant would be good from Alice? Or what is it, Mel's?
1: You,
0: yeah. Oh, Mel's diner, yeah. Or uh, what about what about Arnold's from Happy Days?
1: I think Good Burgers a close second
0: Sunday Monday
1: Happy Days. Good
0: Burger, Good mm-hmm. Burger would be good. Uh, How about you, Mario? Uh, uh, I would probably pick the. I don't know if it's a restaurant, but I would definitely want to visit the South Seas Club from The Rocketeer. That'd be that'd be mm. pretty, pretty oh. high, pretty high on my list.
2: Maybe mm. maybe
0: spot a Jennifer. Yeah, Connolly. and that's supposed to be like the Coconut Grove. Right. That's, that's supposed to be the coconut grove, probably. Yeah, she comes out of a shell, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, and that's so uh, that's Jan Levinson Gould from The Office, Melora Hardin. Uh, oh, I would also want to go to the, the rest of the diner that uh, Curly works in, in the Three Stooges where he's trying to make the uh, the clam chowder and he sh- the, the
2: clam keeps biting him. I'd want to go to that place. Uh, you know, I'm fascinated. All those Three Stooges episodes where they're working in a diner or eating at a diner. I I just love that it's fascinating because that's just a unless you go down to the pantry <laughs> down in L.A. that is a world that's just gone. That's probably like the last place you can walk in and it looks like that. You know? I
0: always wonder if I time travel. Like, let's say I time travel to like 1935 and I go eat at one of those diners. Am I going to get sick because you know I'm used to like a a more processed food in in the modern times? Or am I probably. just or am I just going to be okay? Like.
2: Also, uh, also, I wonder about just basic um, cleanliness and hygiene. I just think this probably standard probably has got to be higher now than it was back in the twenties and thirties. I just don't know if they had people checking up on that stuff. Right, and you do hear stories about people getting sick they go to some, you know, uh, some place. You know, that, that was kind of like always the joke. I think that's why they they have that <laughs> sign, "Tommy Tommy's.
0: How yeah, about a nice? The well, how about a nice evening?
1: What's up? How about a nice water pie?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I always wonder, like, if I went back in time, like, I we watch yeah. a movie, and I'd be like, if I went back in time to that diner,
2: would would the food it kill looks me? Great, but I mean, yeah, uh, I used to call them like greasy spoons. You know what I mean? Right. There was you just wonder about that. I don't know when they started like upping the, uh, you know, uh, you know, like health inspectors and stuff. We used to see health inspectors coming in all the time. Right. Now, I, can, I know I could go back just to at like, least... like uh, at I, random, just to sort of check up on things. I know I can go back to at least the 70s
0: because I made it through the 70s, right? I, I survived the 70s. So yeah. I, so I know the standards, the standards are okay. I'm assuming the 60s are right there, but I feel like the 50s, mm-hmm.
2: that mid-50s is like the cutoff. I feel... Which, and going back to... And 20s and the 30s, I mean, I just don't know. Everything sort of changes after World War II, but it, I just wonder, 20s and 30s, you go into one of those diners. You just you gotta wonder. I mean, right. it's probably a it's a it's a it's a roll of the dice. It's just whoever's behind the counter. If they wash their hands, if they're washing the you know washing the the pans and uh, right. Any any time before has the meat been refrigerated. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Any time before Upton Sinclair re- writes The Jungle, I'm not interested yes. in and visiting. Any time yeah, What is that? That's mid twenties, right? No, 1902 or something. 1902, I think. He, because I, yeah. I think uh, I think Roosevelt was the one. I think uh, I think you always tell that story about Roosevelt eating breakfast. Yeah, somebody made a joke.
2: Roosevelt was. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he's eating some sausage. And he's reading the book, and he just about just about does a spit take. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think I could go no, back.
2: Yeah, because it, and then you read about the Civil War. They said more more soldiers died of food poisoning than died of uh, of cannon fire uh, and gun shot wounds because they're all eating, uh, you know, it's like Hormel. I think it's probably, I mean, they're, they go back that far. You're, they're eating all this meat out of tins, but it's not, they haven't figured out how to do it without killing you. <laughs> you oh my God. They just, they, they, you know, you got like what they call potted meat, you know, and you open up the can and that's, it's just, there was no way to, they hadn't figured out <laughs> how to not make it poison, you know?
0: Uh, man, that's a, that's a horrible way to go. It's a horrible way
2: to. Can you imagine?
0: Yeah, Jesus. Throw away those dented cans, guys. Don't don't eat them.
2: Don't use them. You would imagine I that's <laughs> probably why they eat a lot of beans and stuff, you know? Yeah, there must have been people that said, I'm not touching any meat because who knows where the hell that came from. But, you know, that's probably why the everyone's eating, you know, canned beans, because it's probably a little easier, uh, you know, to 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 package that without making it deadly, you know. Golly, Mr. Taggart. Well, isn't can't canned, canned, canned tomatoes. Isn't
0: that, like, if, canned t- if tomatoes go bad, doesn't that really bad? Isn't that, uh, for some reason, I... And I've, tomatoes?
2: I would imagine.
0: I've always thought that. I've always thought that. Maybe, I don't
2: know. I don't know. Yeah, because I think it ferments. I think the can starts <laughs> bulging at the sides. Yeah, yeah there's something no. going on mm-hmm. in there. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, so, yeah, you're really taking your life into your hands, you know, eating it. <laughs> also, you know, it, there's no chain. I guess that's the other thing. There's no... uh Something we take for granted. There's no chains until you get to like White Castle or Little Tavern. You know, there's uh, there's there's no um, there's no standardized sort of reg- regulations until they start coming up with these like nationwide chains. You know,
0: that's true. So there is a, there so my is my dad
2: told me there is my dad up- told me the pre- I'm sorry.
0: I was gonna say there's an upside to
2: having a chain, I guess. Yeah, I think because there was a precursor to McDonald's. I think my dad said they were called like Little Tavern or something on the mm. East Coast. And he said that was the first time he saw where, like, you know, you know, there was more than one and they all kind of had sort of like a, a similar layout and menu and standards. And I forget what those, I think it was called like Little, Little Taverns or something like that. Or like Howard Johnson's, I guess, was another one. Jake, it's Wor- sort of like you know,
0: Jake Worst fast food uh, chain. Worst fast food chain?
1: Mm-hmm. That's that is an excellent question. Um, I'm usually not a very picky eater, so I don't necessarily mind. But I always feel I always feel somewhat let down by Carl's Jr. I feel like that's a constant letdown. Not that the food's necessarily bad, but it's just because it's like you get a burger, fries, and a small drink, and it's like. 13, like 12, 13 bucks. You're right. right. And and let me tell you something, John, John will, John, John will attest to this.
0: There was a time where Carl's Jr. was like the pinnacle
1: of right. fast
0: food. That, that was the best right. burger. It tasted the best. Um, everything was high yeah. quality. Um, something went wrong. It was probably more expensive at the time. But uh, like when I was in high school, that's all anybody wanted to eat was Carl's Jr. Uh, there were, you know, well, there was one close to our campus, which was which also helped. But there was also a Burger King close to our ha- campus too. So you would, but but nine times out of ten, people would just be like, "I'm going to Carl's. I'm going to Carl's. Going to-
2: You're right. Uh, you know, they've all gone downhill. All chains have gone downhill. I remember when I was a kid, McDonald's wasn't bad, but they've all gone downhill. The way they prepare everything, and um, the whole the whole infrastructure, It's just it's all changed. There's just, and also there's too many of them. So basically, you know, and everything's overcooked. Everything's just cooked to death, you know? I'll, so I'll tell you, you what, know.
0: I'll tell you which chain I have not seen a lot of and It's dying off to me. Uh, they used to be pretty good. Not, not the best. They were right in the middle. Not the best, not the worst was Burger King. And you hardly see yeah. any more, any yeah. more Burger
2: Kings now. Well, I always give, you know, it's funny. It's probably my least favorite place to get a burger every once in a while, I'll give them a try just to see if they've improved any. And the thing is, it's just kind of bland. It's not that it's a bad burger, but there's not much to it, not much flavor. You, you, you eat this thing, and you're just like, gee, it's kind of unmemorable. You know? Right, <laughs> so, right. I don't know if they're not seasoning it or what they're using, but it's just kind of bland. I'll tell you the secret. Bland. I'll tell you the secret so, to the uh, Burger you know, King. Once in a while, I'll give them a try. It's
0: the secret to the Burger King don't get the Whopper, the stuff with all the things on it. Yeah, get the regular or the double cheeseburger because it's, yeah, it's just like mustard, ketchup, pickles—very simple. But it's better than a McDonald's cheeseburger because it's charbroiled. So you do get the flavor of the charbroil. It's when they put the, it's when they make it the Whopper and they put the the mayonnaise on that and all that. That's just there's just no flavor there.
2: It's weird. It's weird. It's the it's the same with. McDonald's. I think you've said this before. If you have to eat at McDonald's, just get the little cheeseburger because once they put all the crap on it, it just doesn't taste like anything, you know. Right. You get a Big Mac or a or a quarter pounder. I don't know. At that point, it, but it's I guess you just can't ruin a little cheeseburger. <laughs> right. Jake, there's not much we, going on there. Just a patty, cheese, and a couple pickles. So
1: you can't really ruin it. Jake, I have a, a question. Go, go, ahead, go ahead, Jake. Fire away. I'll say I have a question. What's uh What's an underrated? fast food place that you, that you always swear by. Oh, Del Taco. I was about to say Del Taco too. So good.
0: Too many people are, I don't know what it is. I don't know what kind of chemical, uh, I don't know what, what it is, what kind of additive they have in Taco Bell that brainwashes you. (laughs) But Taco Bell is awful. Like awful. Like if you gave me the, you're right. You're right. If you gave me the choice between Taco Bell and McDonald's, I'm eating a bowl of cereal at home. You know, it's like yeah. I'm, I'm going to go home and eat a bowl of cereal. Um, I feel
1: like Taco Bell is ran by stoners. I don't know. There's like, yeah, yeah. Mario, it's Bell? Like let's
2: make the Taco out Bell of doesn't, Doritos. Um, Taco Bell doesn't, yeah, Taco Bell doesn't taste like food. I'm not, I don't say that as a joke. Whatever you order at Taco Bell, you're right. There's an aftertaste, and you go, somehow mm. this doesn't taste. There's nothing on this that looks like it's really food. We've heard about what they use for the meat is like this this filler that's mostly like uh, cornmeal. It's really there's not enough meat in there to call it even a meat substitute. And the cheese doesn't taste right, and all the the tortillas just uh, uh taste like cardboard. And when you're done eating it, you just go, God, this doesn't even taste like I – like I ate food, <laughs> right? It like I ate, you know, something like plastic or play doh or something. Like I, I, it looks like food, but it's not actually food. I know? feel like
0: when I go to Del Taco, and maybe you'll agree with me, Jake. I feel like, yeah, you're getting the shell tacos are not authentic. I know all this, but I feel like the cheese. It's yes, it's processed cheese, but I feel like the lettuce. Everything looks like it's freshly grated. Everything mm-hmm. looks like it. They just, it's been, you know, nothing looks like it's just sitting in there. So I feel like I feel like even though it's it's going to sound like it's processed but it looks clean it looks washed it looks everything looks like it's like okay they put some effort into it you know Yeah uh, I'm going to I'm going to say uh I'm going to say Del Taco is probably the most the under- burgers
1: are surprisingly
0: good Right they
1: the have fries a decent burger Right yeah they
2: yeah have- you know what their burgers are better than that it's it's better than most burger places cuz it tastes like they do them to order when you get a burger at del taco it seems like they they did it fresh it wasn't sitting under a heat lamp you know well probably not a lot of people order it so that's number 1 and <laughs> yeah. uh, because it's a taco place but it's place. not
0: bad but it's, it's not bad and remember they took over noggles and noggles was famous for their burgers so they kind of i think they use the i think they use the noggles burgers i think that's kind of what it is
2: and good fries they got the crinkle cut he, here's good fries so here's um, where they're messing up with I the fries though Now they are
0: frying everything. They're doing, like, fried chicken, Mm. fried shrimp, and all that stuff. They're using the same oil. So now the fries sometimes get, like, a fishy taste. They're not as good as they used to be because they're using that oil for everything. They're using those fryers for everything. They they, should have a
2: separate fryer just for the fries.
0: Right, right. Uh, And they're not cleaning the oil. On (laughs) the nosy. On the Mm. nose, but I will still give Del Taco props. I will take Del Taco over uh, Taco Bell any day of the week. They're a hundred times better.
1: I always get their burritos, like their special burritos that they do.
0: Oh yeah, like the Epic burritos and the Epic
1: burritos. They're all those always are good. Also, never go wrong with the bean and cheese with a little bit of red sauce in it.
0: I I go green sauce, but I'm not going to be mad at you. But let me tell you where Mm. Taco Bell is also inferior. The sauce, the sauce you get with your ta- your stuff, the Del Scorcho. Are you kidding me? You're gonna come it's at the me. The hottest with-
1: one, the Del Ferno. You're gonna you're gonna one.
0: come at me. You're gonna come at me with your little Taco Bell sauce, mm. and while I'm while even the mild sauce mm-hmm. at uh, at Del Taco, way better than uh, than Taco Bell. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Again, it doesn't.
2: The Taco Bell hot sauce doesn't. It doesn't taste like anything. It just doesn't taste like anything. It doesn't taste like it's like it's, you know, nothing yeah. on the menu tastes like it's edible. you Then know? mm. you're
0: setting all this shit. I don't need <laughs> Dorito shell tacos. Mm. I don't need all of that stuff. Just give me a mm. goddang taco when I'm drunk.
1: Tweet us at Soup Complex, your uh, most overrated and least. Uh, yeah, most. What's your most yeah.
0: underrated uh, fast food? Your most overrated. Now, remember, we're out on the West Coast, so we don't have a White Castle. We don't have. Uh, we don't have um, White Hardys. Castle. We don't have Either. Hardy's We don't have Hardee's. Hardy's is Carl's Jr. So, just, mm-hmm. just so you guys it's know, it's the same thing. There's another chain where oh, we don't have a uh, uh, Whataburger. That's from Texas, so that's gotta mm. be there's the, there's
1: that, Whataburgers around.
0: That's got to be awful. I just had a Shake Shack at uh, Dodger Stadium uh, last night.
1: <laughs> yeah, what's the one?
2: Uh huh. What's What'd the one? Think? What, John? Oh, I no. I there's something like Whataburger, and I can't think of the name. Uh, there's something like Whataburger that's out in the Southwest, out in the middle of nowhere. You run into these things. I can't think of the name.
1: Well, I can't remember either. Uh,
0: how do you like Shake Shack? You know, it's I, I have to go by what they're giving me at the stadium. You know, it's it's a well constructed burger. Um, it just tastes like a good homemade burger. Um, but I'm also getting it mass-produced for a stadium. You know, they're putting them out in the yeah. window. They're putting them out in the window. I feel like if I go to a Shake Shack and eat it fresh, I'll enjoy it. They're, they're fine. For what you get at the stadium, it's a little expensive, obviously, because it's— They're pretty
2: pricey. I, I've been to the one in Hollywood. For what you get, they're pretty pricey. They're not like—the portions aren't that big. Uh, it's fresh. It tastes good, but it's pretty pricey. Everything on the menu is, is you know, pretty pretty much— guy high prices okay then maybe. what's your
1: guys what's your guys ideal burger what's like if you're like you're on your deathbed this is like your last meal sort of burger Oh, wow. you know? oh we're just building our own burger yeah build your own burger' okay. what's like the, what's the perfect burger for you
0: I want that I want that oh. ni- I want wow. I want 90 10 I want 9010 and 90 okay. 10 patty
1: you're not an 80 20 kind of guy no I don't want that much fat the, okay. the, just enough to give it some flavor just enough to <laughs> give it some flavor
0: I want it grilled medium. I want a medium grill. Uh, yeah, medium rare plus. Medium rare to medium, right in there. A little pink on the inside. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go very simple, Porky. It's very simple, Porky. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna go. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm probably gonna go mustard. Uh, I know this is gonna drive a lot of people crazy. I'm gonna do a little ketchup. I know people don't like to do ketchup and mustard. Mustard and ketchup. Mustard and ketchup. Okay. I want. I just, just want, regular,
1: just regular yellow mustard. Nothing yeah, yeah. fancy. No,
0: no, nothing. I just want a little. I just want a little salt and pepper mm-hmm. on the on the on the patty. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. I want a healthy slice of cheese. Uh, any cheese you can give me, like a
1: like a thicker, like sorta. a thicker.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not like a not like a craft single. I mm-hmm. want like a nice slice. Uh throw it on there. Uh maybe maybe some gouda, maybe a little gouda. Ooh, there uh, you go. Throw that on there. A, a dab on the bun, spread on the bun. A one sauce. Spread on the bun. A purple onion, raw, slice of purple mm. onion. Mm. And a uh and a dill pickle spear on the side. It doesn't have to be on the burger. On the mm. side. And give me a little give me some nice lettuce on there. One one nice crisp piece of lettuce.
1: That's are it. We talking, are we talking iceberg? Are we talking romaine? Like, what kind of. Uh,
0: I can go romaine. I can go like, iceberg. I just want a little bit of a crunch in there. And mm. since I'm not getting the pickle in there, I want that lettuce in there to give me that little. Crunch. Well, the onion will give me that crunch too. But I feel like when you have a, le- a lettuce and the onion in there, everything holds together. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, I feel like the lettuce is in there to hold everything on. Yeah, that's me.
1: That's it's, it. especially yeah, If it's like the iceberg lettuce, it kind of creates like a little bowl, right? Right, the, right, the right, burger it holds the mm-hmm.
0: onions from because when you bite into an onion that's been cut like that,
1: it's, it's like a, a lid. It's like a lid right, over all the condiments. Right. What about you, you had me? Uh, you had me at purple onion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not enough, not enough love for the purple onion, man. I love a purple onion because
2: yeah, I I like a burger that's got some. I got a, I I put that on everything, and I, I love a. I love a burger that's got some crunch to it. So I don't want the the bun to be soggy. I want it to be toasted and to really hold up, not to just fall apart after the first bite. And then, yeah, some iceberg lettuce, uh, a good tomato, some pickles, and definitely a red onion or a purple onion. I also like grilled onions. Somebody that does, like, a good caramelized onion, that's good, too. It's kind of tough to pick between that and a raw purple onion. That's why when I go to the In-N-Out, I usually go animal style and raw onion. That's what I do <laughs> so I too, the grilled that's and the I raw onion. Too, yeah. wow. <laughs> but, I, but I like one with a lot of crunch to it. So that's why you're describing this. I'm thinking this is pretty much pie and burger. It's uh, got the lettuce, the tomato, the pickle, the
0: onion. No, the no, raw onion, no, uh, no. A good bun. No God dang tomato. Ever. Don't you ever put a tomato near gotta, my burger. What do you got
1: against tomato? What do you got against fruit on your burger? No.
0: Where, where, where did I lose you? Tomato. No, ever. They'll never
2: put a tomato on my burger. Well, if it's a good tomato. i, I tell you what. Nine times out of ten, if they make it with a tomato, I pull the tomato out. Um, no, I never say leave it off. But if it's not a good tomato, it's uh, if it's a good flavorful tomato, that's fine. But usually what you get is something with absolutely no flavor. So a lot of times I just yank it out. There's
0: know, no such thing as a good but the
2: important thing is, uh, crisp But the uh, important thing is crispy lettuce, you know, not like wilted right. lettuce or shredded lettuce. What right. I want is a good piece of ice. Or lettuce that gives it some crunch. And that's what the onion does. It gives it some crunch. You know, double cheese, double patty, and uh, you can't go wrong. But boy, I'll tell you, a, a good bun. You know, the places that it really hold, hold up, they give you a good... A good uh, bun that doesn't fall apart, like a nice brioche, really holds everything together. Like a nice brioche. And for bun. me, it could be, yeah, it could. It, boy, that'd be the best. But you know, and it, for me, it could be mayo and mustard, or it can be Thousand Island. You know, some places have a really good Thousand Island. Mm-hmm. Pie and Burger's got a really good, you know, whatever they call it, secret sauce or whatever. But it's usually just a variation on Thousand Island. But I, I still think that's probably my gold standard. Is uh, is Pie and Burger. Or, or the Habit. I think the Habit has is, is gone way up the list for me as far as
1: chains. Hmm. Oh, yeah, they have great. I love their burgers. They're so good. Jake, build, really us, fresh. Jake, build us your burger. My burger? Yeah, we're going to do a little bit of brioche. We're going to get it nice and toasted, too, right, so it doesn't right. get soggy when you get, all, when you get that nice, juicy burger on there. Mm-hmm. Um, grilled there onions. Always love a good caramelized onion on there. We'll throw on some, yeah, a little bit of gouda. Maybe some, like... Uh, Maybe some like cheddar jack or something to get a little. Oh, you're going go two. You're going two cheeses. Yeah, double cheese. Okay. No, not no one or the other. Oh, okay, know, depends All right. on how I'm feeling. Um, and then yeah, a little bit some nice crunchy lettuce, and I'll, I'm gonna throw some. I'm gonna throw some uh, mushrooms on there. Oh God, Jake! So a little bit of mushroom action on there. <sighs> you lost me. <laughs> no, you guys don't like. You are not, not much No mushrooms. <laughs>
2: Nah, that's I'm, I'm the kind of guy that picks them off if somebody orders it on pizza, I'm picking them off, you know. Oh, I
1: love mushrooms,
0: Jake, You it's gotta like, understand, John and I are working men, we're working guys, working we don't, We're not, we're not here, no, we're not gonna order
2: escargot, we're not uh, here to,
0: we're not here uh, to. <laughs> Jake Charles, what
2: jokes, Jake? Charles, what could be more working class
1: than something that tastes like dirt on your burger? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, if I want that, guys, I'll
0: put so a guys,
1: fucking tomato so on it. So you guys wouldn't be receptive to the idea of you understand. shaving off a little bit of truffle on the burger before you bite into it, no? <laughs> oh, my See,
2: God. You're one of those guys, you know, one of those, like, $28 burgers that you get out in Santa Monica. Like, what is that? <laughs> I'm not Mommy saying, I'm not saying that you're I am. Like, oh, my God. $28, bucks! they have got truffle oil, and they've got... <laughs> Oh Isn't that the oil place, Mario? It's, like it's like twenty eight bucks. Truff- Umami
0: burger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like truff- truffle oil and yeah.
2: John, you're like all this fancy schmancy stuff, and you just go, look, I don't need truffle oil on a burger, and unless you're gonna dip it in gold plating, it you know, no burger is worth thirty bucks, you know. <laughs> it's like- uh yeah, if you're using Wagyu, I
0: understand Wagyu beef. Yeah. Mm. Fancy it- burger.
1: Okay, so oh, you got, just you got, throw a mushrooms on there. So you got it. your
0: mushrooms on there. You got your you got your brioche bun. You got your it's cheese. It's why you like Kobe. Is mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um That's it. Nothing nothing too crazy. We're just dipping our toes in fancy. We're not going full. We're not jumping off the deep end here. Mushroom. Oh my god. Way to ruin it, Jake. Oh, you had a so <laughs> you had a perfect burger and
0: you get a,
1: good burger, you had a good burger going now. <laughs> all, You had to say mushrooms. You just had to say mushrooms. You can pick it off. All right. If I'm making burgers, you can pick off the mushrooms, all right? This is my burger. You can enjoy your burger. Yeah, you I'll eat your tell burger. You, Some people really love mushrooms. <laughs> they do. You know, I, take I eat mushrooms out. almost every week. I'll like mm-hmm. when I I usually do a lot of food prep, and that's part of like I'll do like a bunch of mm-hmm. like veggies in the oven and I'll do mushrooms onion and bell pepper that's it Mm. delicious oh
0: yeah nice grilled Mm. bell pepper man those are good
2: Mm. Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. grilled bell peppers Mm -hmm. on a burger that's the sort of that's when you that's when you know hold on john that you're eating at home, you know. That's the sort of thing you would put
1: on a burger if you're grilling it in the backyard. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like those street dogs, like there, those like know? those street dogs that you get. They have that little medley oh. with the onions and the oh. bell peppers. Yeah. Oh. You throw that on a burger.
0: Oh, that would. That's what goes on like a Philly. I'm a steak. sucker
2: for some bell peppers. Yeah, I'll tell you.
1: That's like it.
2: Like the tri like <laughs> like the tricolor where you got like red, yellow, and green. Yeah. Mm. Is that back at Trader <laughs> Joe's? The frozen. I've one? been out for. I've been out for six months. I don't know if it's back or not. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't been there for like a half a year, so I don't know. Uh, you told me that they did suddenly. You couldn't find them right in the right, frozen section. Right, right, right,
0: right. John, you're so, lagging I don't out. Know what's going on? Maybe it's a... you're, you're, you're lagging out a little bit.
1: Here's a here's a thought, Mario. A Have you considered just uh, cutting your own vegetables instead of buying them frozen? <laughs> Jake, go look at Jake. Oh yeah, I know, you uh, yeah. I've I've, cons-
0: I've considered it and dis- and decided I'd rather do it frozen. <laughs> so how's that?
2: You're saving a hell of a lot of time to grab a handful of frozen bell peppers. You're done in about right. you know ten seconds. <laughs> right, right. You throw that in right. into a pan. You are done. <laughs> you're eating right like in a t- you know twenty thirty seconds. Hey,
0: let's let's take a quick break because I want John. I'm to, take, uh, John, I'm gonna to to have you. This. I'm gonna have you reboot your phone, John, because you're cutting out, and I don't know if it's my connection oh, or yours. No. Well, oh, you've been, shit. you've been doing it the whole time, but I've been. But it,
2: oh, it's that's great.
0: We've <laughs> been very patient with you up until this You're point. Yeah, we've been very well, patient well, with I,
2: you up until I, this why, <laughs> why, why, why don't I just bow out? No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> no, because it just might be your phone We're going to take a break anyway. So we're going to take a quick So, for, uh, uh, so that whole burger conversation, I'm just cutting out the whole time, huh? No, we. Uh, well, don't uh, worry. That's, the work. That's, what the, that's what the miracle of editing does. That's like, hey, let's talk
2: about the Kings for two hours. Oh, I'm sorry. You cut out through the whole conversation. No,
0: no, no. You're not cutting out well, completely.
2: That, that just, I don't know. Yeah, how it's it just, wreck, it's just moments where it's like I like paused. That just wrecked stuff. the whole what, goddamn thing. What happens is, whoa,
0: around, whoa, around. whoa, whoa. Slow down. <laughs> 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 you're just pausing. It's like a long pause. So you're not cutting out completely. I'm getting all your words. i you what's
2: happening on my end. You guys are freezing. Like, uh, you're talking and... Okay, that's you what's are happening. freezing. You're talking, and every like five seconds, your image is freezing.
0: Yeah, that's what's happening. We need to reboot. That's what we we're yeah. gonna have we're so gonna is have that you, my phone. Yeah, we're gonna have you reboot it because Jake is coming so through. I, all right, Jake is coming through clear. Listen, don't get despondent. Don't get listen. We're gonna fix this. <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> listen, <laughs> we've got this, John. This we have so modern. Why do not you just make it? Uh, why didn't I just bow out and let you guys do it? No,
0: because we're gonna we're gonna show you that how no, this no, works. No. We don't leave a man.
1: I don't –
2: you're just going to... don't re- even know how you reboot it. You're going to reboot this it. Is, off,
1: this is what? tech support. This is this tech support. support. Have, you tried, have you tried turning it off and back yeah,
0: on? Yeah, you're again? just going to restart your phone. That's all you're going to do. Yeah. Turn it off and turn it back on. Yeah. yeah. Clear the clear the decks. That's all you're going to do.
2: All right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't,
2: uh, don't, don't get... Uh, don't right, listen. I guess, I'll do, I guess I'll, do, I'll do it now. Don't get sad. And then, and then pick up the uh, link. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's all you got to do.
0: We'll be right back after yeah. John reboots his phone, after these messages. We're back. John fixed his phone problem. He's all good now. How do you feel, John? You feel better?
2: I guess. I don't know how much of the show is usable if I'm cutting out everything. Oh two no, no, no! no. You're
0: fine. You're good. You're good. I'll edit it all. It'll be because you weren't dropping out. We weren't losing anything. There was just a pause. You, mm-hmm. would, oh. you would start to talk and it would pause. You would freeze. Oh, but then that we'd, thing. we'd get mm. the whole connection. We'd get the whole. Oh. Yeah. Don't that's be, gotta sound. That's gotta be annoying. Don't be <laughs> bummed out, man. I hate technology. I think it's my fault. (laughs) I think it's my fault because I started talking about the Beatles early on. So the computer's probably just like payback. Yes, that's
2: right. The inanimate object is all, uh uh-oh, Beatles, uh uh-uh. Yeah, the AI.
1: Next week, Mario's going to listen to uh, the entire Pentatonix discography and then Mm -hmm. give me a full review.
0: If I did that, you could probably get any secrets I have out of me. <laughs> like two songs in, I would just be
2: willing to give up the ghost. Not to be snarky, mm-hmm. but if you, if you made Mario do that, he'd say, "I think I've found an, a complete new appreciation for the Beatles." <laughs> right, right. he like, say, "You know what? I love the Beatles." If you compared ma- to the,
0: if you made me to the month I just spent, <laughs> if you made me listen to all the pentatonics, like two songs in, I would be telling you where I have my top seat, sequ- which bathroom. I have my top secret Ooh. files stored in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what you want, just please make it stop. Make it stop. Which shower Mario's- I've stored my top secret do-
2: documents. Mario would start telling us when D-Day, you know, who's who's attacking the beach on D-Day. Right, right. Wouldn't uh, be great? He's giving up secrets from 47, from <laughs> right. like 70 years ago. Right, <laughs> 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 Omaha Beach. <That's- laughs> uh it's like oh well, that's great mario but that was 75 years ago
0: omaha and utah will be attacked by the americans gold sword and Juno will be attacked by the british and canadian forces and red buttons will be stuck on top of a church well, with yeah a, poor, with, red uh, poor red buttons or red buttons who's better john who is better red buttons or red skeleton?
2: the only thing they have in common uh i you know i don't know i not a big, not a big Red Buttons fan. I keep not a li- huge red, not a huge Red Skelton fan. But he did a couple really funny movies back in the forties. Hey, keep
0: in mind Red Red Buttons uh, was in uh, uh, Poseidon Adventure. You
2: know what's interesting about Red Buttons is, uh, for a comedian, he's done some pretty solid dramatic work. Uh, what was it, Cyanara with Marlon Brando? if I got that right. Um, and yeah, Poseidon adventure and the longest day, it's interesting. He's a comedian, but it seems like he did a lot of his best work in dramas. <laughs> you
0: know? That's weird. I don't know the difference between red button and red Skelton.
2: I think he's a little before my time. It's kind of like Milton Berle. Those shows were running and then they weren't syndicated. So my, my, uh, exposure to red Button is like seeing him on the Dean Martin, uh, uh, the Dean Martin roasts, you know, all I know about Re- you, Red Skelton is you know, there's,
0: a, there's a character where he would say, I do it. And that just makes right. you want to chew glass.
2: So, well, you, you know, everybody stole from Red Skelton. they like a Bullwinkle is basically uh, a Red Skelton character called Clem Cadiddlehopper, kind of like a, a dumb hick, like, oh, gee, I don't know. And he thought about, I don't know what happened. He was going to sue Jay Ward. And he probably figured there was no money to be had. It was such a low budget animation studio. Right. But basically Bullwinkle is like a hundred percent doing Red Skeletons, Clum Kadiddlehopper. You know, he's very prolific. He had a he had a million voices. He was basically big on radio before anything else. And he had all these characters. He had about ten major characters that he would do. And people over the years have sort of like taken those. Take of those characters as like shorthand. If you want to do a dumb sounding character, you're pretty much doing Clem Cadiddlehopper. By the way,
0: Clem Cadiddlehopper was a name they would give you at uh, Trader Joe's. Not Trader Joe's.
2: What's the other one? Oh, um, Claim Jumper. Yeah, well, that's right. God, I forgot about that. They'd actually give you a name and call out, you know, this yeah, Clementine. You'd be or like, something. yeah, you'd be like,
0: Wild Bill Hickok, or you know, <laughs> Wyatt Earp, or Clem Cadiddlehopper. I always thought they should go Donner Party, you know, yeah, right. Party of Twenty. You know. Right, uh, I that'd, would want to be. off. I'd want to be Johnny Ringo. Johnny Ringo. That'd be the best. <laughs> Why Johnny Ringo? Uh, I do. I do declare the deadliest gun, <laughs> the deadliest pistolier since Wild Bill. <laughs> God, Val Kilmer is so good in that role.
2: Oh, so great.
0: (laughs) I'm in my prime. (laughs) Hey, Tombstone, what did we rank it? Where's Justine? Oh,
2: boy, didn't we all give it 10s? I don't know.
0: We all gave it 10s, didn't we? It was pretty close. Jake probably Uh, gave it a five just because there wasn't enough comedy in it. What'd
1: you give it to? I I don't remember what I rated it. Nine and a half, like somewhere between nine and a 10. That was a good one. That was a good one. Oh, yeah.
0: No, it's Johnny Tyler. That was he was calling he was calling uh, uh Billy Bob when he was running down the street with a shotgun after he gets slapped. He says, What well, Johnny Tyler? Uh so great. I love all the language in that movie. It's everything's tony. It's quite tony. What? What do you mean tony?
2: There's some interviews online. Uh Val Kilmer talking about where he got all that. He really did some deep research into what a Southern gentleman would sound like in those days, the vocabulary and the accent. He talked to somebody about what an accent in those days would have sounded like, because it's disappeared. It's the sort of Southern accent you don't hear anymore.
1: Right. So he I, do, a, I do declare.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did a deep dive. And I don't know, I don't know how much of that's in the script, all that stuff like Huckleberry and, you know, uh, all those sort of like odd phrases. I'm not sure if that's in the script or if that's stuff that he cooked up, It'd be a good thing to kind of figure out. But he, you know, he came up with these old terms that go way back and it kind of gives it a feeling of authenticity. You sure, know? sure.
0: He's your Huckleberry,
2: but the, uh, the accent, see, he said, talked to somebody, some old timer and uh, who was like a dialect coach. And he said, well, this is what he would have sounded like, but it's a sort of Southern accent. You don't hear anymore you know, because of this, this, and the other, you know. He says it's a very, you know, this guy's been to college and he's got a great, you know, sort of vocabulary, but the accent is very specific, you know.
0: One of the all-time great uh, sidekicks, movie sidekicks.
2: Mm. hmm You I mean, know, I love I love every almost every incarnation. I think that's my favorite telling, that and uh, My Darling Clementine with Henry Fonda and uh, Victor Mature. But, I mean, it's... It, I'm fascinated by any telling of that story. It's that story has been told probably like 10, times, 15 times right. in the movies. I mean, there's one with, uh, Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas. Right. Doc. Mm-hmm. And there's one with, uh, Jason Robards, and uh, I think James Garner, I think, even did it. Right, 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 right. It, it, it's fascinating. The whole thing is fascinating. There was even one the other day I saw in Turner Classics. It was uh, Joel McCrae playing Whiter, but it's before he gets to Dodge City. It's before he meets up with Doc. Oh, okay. It's him and his brothers. It's the city they end up in right before he goes to Dodge. The movie ends with him riding out to dodge and somebody says something like boy he thought it was tough here <laughs> you know right yeah, more, it's even more lawless than wichita you know love wichita love it but, but god joel McCrae, jesus you know born to play white. You know? big
0: white teeth like joel McRae. uh, <laughs> J, uh jake who's your favorite speaking of uh speaking of uh val kilmer uh what is your favorite movie sidekick Who's your favorite movie sidekick of all time?
1: Sidekick? Favorite movie sidekick? Mm-hmm. You have God. to say Legosi.
2: I think <laughs> you got to say Legosi <laughs> in
1: in the Invisible Ray? I don't know. That's a, that is that is a that is a tough question. Right. Hmm. Mm. Nope. Uh, Walter Brennan.
2: <laughs> there, there you go. go. Christ, the
0: sidekick of of all time. He's no Millard Mitchell, but he's okay.
1: Um. Not, yeah, no, no specific role. Just anytime Walter so anytime Walter Brennan plays like a supporting role. Always, appreci- always appreciate always appreciated. As stumpy or gimpy or gumpy. gumpy. Just a happy, just a happy go lucky old
2: man. Gumpy? Did you say gumpy? Yeah, he's like Harpo. You know, they're all pretty much the same. <laughs> you know, Harpo, you know, is like pinky or rusty or, you know, it's right. always the same thing.
0: Something <laughs> so with, wa- with
2: Walter Brennan, it's always Stumpy or Gimpy or it's always something like Lumpy. that, you know. I love that Stumpy. I think in real yeah. Bravo, isn't he
1: Stumpy? <laughs> yeah, <Okay>, he's Stumpy. <laughs> like, God. You're like that's not bright. quite. You're not quite sure if he's senile or not. And he's just like, he just has commentary on everything that's going on remember i appreciate, you remember I appreciate in, it john do you remember in good morning vietnam there's the whole subplot of
0: the guy that he's like a guy that worked at one of the restaurants or something and he wanted the um,
2: naked pictures, the the of, naked walter pictures of walter brennan <laughs> That's always disturbing i know it's a joke but that always like that's always like yeah that's disturbing it's more, it's more disturbing than it is funny you
0: know? <laughs> Uh,
2: I always well. wonder about that was that in the, in the script or was that like a robin williams uh, uh, you know, uh yeah. improv- infra- improvisation
0: you know? oh man just to i
2: i like I do hear Jake
0: now whenever I do hear Walter Brennan in a movie, I just hear Jake's impression with the smacking lips
2: yeah yeah, yeah pretty much it'd be like impossible to watch the real McCoys without visualizing Jake you know? <laughs> doing all the all the scenes I like a version
0: of uh the three Godfathers with. Uh, Walter Brennan, Andy Devine, and, uh, and Gabby Hayes—just mm-hmm. three. <laughs> Just I, I three you love come to, the fact you come
1: to me in the day of my dad's wedding, and <laughs> I love the fact <laughs> that, oh, no, that Dan Abbott—not that Godfather, Abbott,
2: not that Godfather,
0: the not three, that Godfather Godfathers, uh, okay. three Godfathers.
2: <laughs> okay. What were we going to say, John? I'm sorry. No, that's hilarious. That's great. God, The Godfather with Walter, the Walter Brennan. Brennan. <laughs> no.
0: I want you to use all your powers. Look what they did to my boy. To Tagli, is a pimp. <laughs>
2: yeah, that'd be great. Dag Nabbit, let them lose their souls to the smack, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh. <laughs> You go now. Now someday, and that day may never come. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, great. We call upon you for a service. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yeah. It's like Ike Clanton from My uh, Darling Clementine, well, but as the Godfather.
2: You know, we laugh about Walter Brennan, but when you see him playing Ike Clanton in uh, My Darling Clementine, you realize, Jesus, this guy can play the biggest, meanest bastard in the in the, <laughs> in right. the country. With no problem. And also the Westerner. He plays a mean old son of a bitch in the Westerner. I think he's playing Judge Roy Bean. And you go, this is an actor. Because he can play the goofy sidekick, or he can play some guy that just as soon shoots you in the head <laughs> talk to you. you know? Right. Right. I'm going to go Quite get some actor. fruit. Quite an actor. Yep. And they did records. I love that. If somebody ever looks through uh, Jake's record collection, they will find a Walter Brennan album, um, yeah. and they'll say, "They'll say, How the
0: hell did you get this?'" What does
2: he sing on that record? Did I
1: give you uh, Jake? Did I give you vinyl or was it a CD? It was, um, it was a CD. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what,
2: yeah. What was that? Was that him singing like Christmas songs or? Or Songs of America, something. It was like some,
1: it, I don't I don't remember. Songs of the yeah, Old West, think.
2: maybe. I think it was Songs of the I think so. Part. It
1: was something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming. But it was
2: the cover. I think the cover is a picture of him from Real from, uh, Bravo. It, it is, was a uh,
1: Dutchman's Gold album from 1960, I believe. It looks Dutchman's around. Gold. Come and shit
0: by my side if you love me.
1: Yeah, love it. Love it.
2: And a lot of it's like him talking, like he does the whole thing about Thanksgiving. Well, <laughs> mother came in with the turkey and was a good one this year. And you're just like, wow. It was mostly, I think a lot of
1: it is talking. There's just a little yeah. bit of singing. little piano in the background. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, we 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 saved
2: grace over the turkey, and uh, and we went over to you
0: know, What a time. Yeah. What a time.
2: Well, John album. Remember that? John Wayne, America, Why I Love Her. It was basically just him doing, you know, poetry and uh You know, uh, remember that album? No, I I do know. America. Why I I love her. I do know
0: once years ago, I don't know how I came across it. I I was stumbling. I think it was like in the Napster days. I came across, I came across this thing. It was Arthur Fiedler and the Boston pops. Mm. And it was, it was called old timers night at the pops. And it's them basically doing everything from America sings during the Gilded Age. You know, they're singing like ah. the Bowery and Sidewalks of New York and and uh, oh. the band played on and all this stuff. And they're doing it, but it's a sing along and everybody in the crowd is singing along. It's nuts. It's like from the sixties sometimes. It's like all these people were alive. They were probably they probably were old. There was like grandparents with their families at this thing and everybody knows i'm sure they had it on the screen maybe but everybody on the record but everybody knows all the words it's crazy because you're the only time i've ever heard you know daisy daisy is when it's freaking hal 9000 singing it and
2: his brain's slowing down you know yeah you know my great grandmother knew those songs that's the song she knew Daisy, and she knew uh, "You Are My Sunshine," and she knew all those songs. Right? Uh, you know, she was born like in 1889 or something, so right. she knew all those songs, and and she could she could sing those things from memory. So it, you're right; that's a whole other generation. Right? She could have done da- Daisy verbatim but just because I, of that. You know? I
0: remember listening to that, going, "Who bought? People bought this record back in the day. People have people like you know, at one time had this. Uh, look, I'm going to put this on my hi-fi." Here's Arthur Fiedler. Uh, I I don't remember how I stumbled
2: across it, but. But you know what, Mario? I think you know the answer to this. That was, um, there was all those Mitch Millers sing along with Mitch records. It's the same thing. You scratch your head and go, this is weird. You're listening to to 50 people sing these old-timey songs, and you just don't know what the appeal is. But those were huge sellers. And he even had a TV show. And I guess it was, I don't know if that's pre folk rock or post folk rock. The idea of a bunch of people sitting around in bow ties singing old timey songs together, like right. 50 people in a room right. somehow that was, those were like big selling albums. And that, that Arthur Fiedler must have been a response to Mitch Miller and uh, the, the stuff you'd hear at Disneyland if you walked yeah, down Main
0: Street. Yeah, yeah, I mean, know. it is. Basically, all the songs you hear on Main Street. But the crowd is just the whole thing.
2: I'm I'm assuming it's at the whatever. It's weird because who wants to listen to an entire an entire building of people sing along to a song? It's It's weird. weird. It it's weird, weird if you're there. It's okay if you're there. You're part of it, right? But to listen to it on a record, you're like, "What the hell's going on?" You know?
0: Right. Yeah. I was at Dodger Stadium last night, and they played to "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and forty-seven thousand people sang it, and that was kind of fun. But uh, yeah. But would I,
2: you want to listen to it? But would you want to go home and listen to it on your stereo? <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, it was kind of cool
0: because the mariachis took the second. Second verse, so it was kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. Uh, there were some female mariachis. it oh, so was a good game. Dodgers. Oh, won, yeah. Uh, Dodgers won uh, five to one. Thank you. Uh, mm. Two home runs in the uh, Will Smith bobblehead night. Uh, had a home run, two run home run on his own.
1: Uh, on his own I, have a, I have a baseball related question for you. Mark. Go ahead. J- uh, go ahead, uh, Jake. Fire away. Um, so I was talking to my uncle, huge Dodger fan. Yeah. Um, he was talking about the changes to the size of the um, of the of the pads, the, the, oh, the bases. The, yeah. The bases. Yeah. Yeah. They made them slightly bigger. An extra, an extra half inch, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So it adds mm-hmm. an extra, how do you, how do you feel about that?
0: You know, they're doing all these changes to make the game. Uh, w- the, the mistake here is you're changing oh, sorry. Things.
1: And there's also that, there's also the pitching timer. The now, pitch right? clock,
0: the pitch clock. Yeah. Pitch clock. There's no more uh, shift uh, infield shift. Um, so they, they're making these changes to what here's the, the, the MLB and their infinite wisdom Pulled a p- bunch of people and said, uh, "Hey, w- you know, you don't like baseball, but would you maybe like it better if we did this, this, and this?" And everybody said, "Yeah, sure," but they're not going to watch. So they made all these rule changes to appeal to people that are never going to watch baseball anyway, to try mm-hmm. to make it more exciting because baseball has steadily lost viewership to the NFL for years and years and years. And uh, I think they're just tired of being like, you know, of losing, but. You Know baseball is a different game entirely. Um, the pit, the players, I just heard a a, a podcast. We have a new competitor, uh, Mookie Betts, uh, outfielder and uh, and, and shortstop, second baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Gold Glover, possible future, probable future, future Hall of Famer. Mookie Betts has a podcast now, and he was asking uh, Clayton Kershaw, you know, one of the all time great uh, uh, Dodger pitchers, what he thought of the pitch clock, and he likes it. A lot of the players like it because it really? does speed up the game. Uh, what it basically takes away is the batters screwing around and messing with their with their wrist pads and stuff for ten minutes before they get back into the box. Um, mm. <laughs> that's really what it did. Uh, Clayton Kershaw <laughs> did say that w- where he does where he does wish they would make like amends is later in a game when it kind of the game is on the line, later innings. Obviously, you know you're a little tired. You do need a little bit more time to get up to the mound and start, um, you know, and and kind of collect yourself. Uh, Mm -hmm. But aside from that, he said he's very positive on it. I've been to a couple of games. It does speed up the game. Um, I don't hate it as much as I thought I was going to hate it
1: because is it a a considerable time change? Like, are we talking like a full? Well, you have no, no,
0: no. You have yeah. Well, you you, each game has probably lost about thirty minutes. Okay. About 30 minutes. But now baseball's concerned because now they're selling less concessions. There's less, you know, there's less time to pee. The people are in the stadium for a a lesser amount of time. So -hmm. they are losing money on that kind of stuff. So we'll see what what they come up with. Um, I thought for sure the pitchers were going to hate it. But most of them seem to like that it, it does speed up the batters. It really was. It really wasn't the pitchers taking their time; it was the batters taking their time. As far as the bases being bigger, um, baseball has always been a beautiful game because of the dimensions of the game. You know, it's ninety feet from base path to base path, and you know, the you know the, the mound is a certain distance away, and and all that stuff, and everything's very uh, mathematical. Mm-hmm. And I feel like making the bases bigger kind of takes a, away a little. Some of that. and what they want to do is they want to make steals more. They want people trying to steal base more because you know you' you know some of those some of those are very close calls when you're stealing. So obviously they weren't,
1: they, and weren't the Dodgers having issues for a while because they weren't they weren't playing they're, not a, they're, really not, style or. A,
0: they're not a base stealing team and they still aren't So mm-hmm. having the bases bigger has not made had much of an effect for the Dodgers. I'm sure there are some other teams out there that are, you know,
1: about uh, oh, teams, but them playing against teams who maybe are a little bit more steel heavy. Does that? Oh yeah, they don't. Uh,
0: they, they they get stolen on more than any other team, I believe. I believe mm-hmm. they. I believe they're right now they're, they're the team that gets stolen on the most. Um, a lot of that has to do with the way Will Smith, the catcher, sets himself up. We were just actually just talking about this at the game last night. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I don't see the advantages of making the bases bigger. Um. I think the shift. People were mad about the shift because you know you, you, people would hit into it. A different, basically, a shift is you're moving everybody over to one side of the field so that you know if you have a guy who has a tendency to hit to the left side, you're going to put you know all four of your infielders on the left side, and then not, you basically build a wall that he can't get through. So, right. but a good batter will just go the other way with it, right? But uh, yeah, they decided to ban the shift. It's, there's a lot of weird changes. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm still up in the air about it. Um, the pitch clock doesn't bother me as much. I don't think the bases need to be bigger. Um, that's my rant. Go Dodgers! And uh, go Dodgers! Uh, yeah,
2: that's it. That's all. Sorry to bore you there. What did you? Uh, what did you say you ate yesterday at the Dodgers? That stadium? is a great
0: question, John. I had Shake Shack.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: Because it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. You know, by the time you know Shake Shack is way on out the outfield. It's way out in the new plaza where they built outside the pavilion. And my cousin has seats near home plate, actually between home and first base. So by the time we got the burger back to the seat, it, you know, the fries were, you know, cold. The game was already halfway over. Yeah. Well, no, we got there. We got there really early <laughs> yesterday. We got there. We got to our seats just as the game started. We got there about an hour ahead, got in line for food. Uh, and then by the time we were sitting down, uh, the, the game was just starting. Just settling in.
2: Yeah. What else they got there now? Is Pink's there or um, Mm, uh, who else has got a spot? uh, There's not a Pink's.
0: There is a California Pizza Kitchen. California Uh Pizza Kitchen has a presence there. Uh, Pink's is not there. The Dodger Dogs have now been taken over by a family uh, run uh, company. I forgot the name of it. Is it
2: Cantonella's? It uh, it
0: might be. Uh, They're not Mm -hmm. as good as Farmer John and the yeah. the quality is very inconsistent. I've gone sometimes and they're really good and sometimes they're not so good.
2: So they're So they're not, they're not eastern most in quality. No, anymore. I've
0: I've you know the Dodger <laughs> Dog used to be the kind of the best the best thing there and it's there's there's so many other options now you don't you don't miss it, which is sad. Did we ever find
2: out did we ever find out uh, why they switched from Farmer John to another Yeah, brand? they
0: bought got they bought they got bought out by a big company, a bigger company and they moved all of their operations eastward. They're, they're, uh, they're, oh, Farmer John! Yeah, they, they got okay. bought out by a big bigger. I forgot what the name of the company. It's like it's like three letters, KGA or no, something. They, and they, they and they went, went east. They went east. <laughs> they went east. Yeah, they took everything to the oh. east. Yeah, they really are more easternmost mm-hmm. in location. Right. Mm-hmm. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I do miss the Farmer John hot dogs.
2: Oh, and I think the uh, the packing plant. I guess they 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 uh, they're getting rid of that in Vernon, right? Yeah, I think that closed already. They and laid, that's probably why. I think yeah. they laid a
0: bunch of people off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that?
2: Well, it'll always be uh, memorialized on the uh, cover of uh, Doctor John's Gumbo album. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> he, he's he's standing in front of the mural
1: with all the pigs playing. I go on, day. There you go. Go, go, go. Great go. album. I'll, t- yeah, I'll yeah, tell you one thing deal. about.
0: I'll tell you one thing about Dodger Stadium. That you know they've done so many so much stuff with the renovations and all that stuff. You know, it's great. It's, it's still a beautiful old park. Um, I still love going there, but they've, for me, the food there has become much like the LA County fair where it used to be, you would get all these different, you know, the food was what made the fair kind of. Um, And now it's just three or four concessions all over the fair, right? You don't get the local stuff anymore. I think King taco might still be at the LA County fair. I think pinks might still be at the LA County, fair. but it's not like before where you had all these little restaurants come and, and you know, and, and put up booths and be like, "Hey, this is you know we're a barbecue spot in Van Nuys. You know, come try us out." And here's oh, you, you know yeah. they don't do That's that anymore. Cheap. They don't do that anymore at the LA County Fair. It's the same three concessions that sell like the big turkey legs, the big corns on the cob, and you know, and it's just the same all over the park. And the deep fried Klondike park Yeah. So they don't. There's no. It's kind of the same with Dodger Stadium now. It's like you can get. I mean, there's the California pizza and stuff like that, but it's just the the food has lost a lot of its identity. And what the Dodgers do on their broadcast is they go to other parks and they show you all the food at all these other parks. You know? Oh yeah. And, and it's amazing. It's like some of these guys have the you know Philly, of course, has cheese steaks and stuff like that at the park. So LA can really you know they can really do some stuff if they let some some people in there and, and you know because they have like a idea there and it's not that great. It's you know they're just they're just you know overpriced little street tacos but well, you could there's a lot of great taco places in LA that could do something like that let them open it the- I'm kind of su- I'm kind of surprised they don't have king taco at
1: Dodger Stadium Right right yeah. Well and imagine how expensive it is to have a to have a to have a booth in there to right. have a spot in there so they probably only let people who are able to afford Here's it Here's my question how is there not an in and out inside Dodger Stadium How is there not an yeah. in and out yeah So but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we need we need yeah we need the los angeles staples at least in right. the in yeah. the dodger stadium right can you People imagine going or,
0: can you imagine sitting down to settling down to watch eat a double double i would love that yeah uh, of yeah. course it's gonna cost me 40 bucks but fuck it
2: <laughs> yeah anyway anyway
0: what's your favorite ballpark food let us know let us know what your stadium specializes in <laughs> Uh, I'm not usually one to slam. I, I usually love the food. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. But you know, with with Farmer John losing the contract on the Dodger dog, uh, they think that's a, an era has definitely passed.
2: Well, what do they call it? It's a. It, they say it's the same with ta- from town to town. Uh, what do they call that? A homogenization mm. where it used to be you'd roll into a town. And you know the main drag. You'd say, "Okay, we're definitely in Chicago, or we're definitely in New York, or L.A." And I say now, from town to town, you have to really look for the mom and pop places. Right. Everywhere you turn, it's the same.
1: It's the same ten chains. Right. You
0: know? Town to yeah, town, a, up and down the dial. It's,
1: it's a dog strange. eat dog world out there. So hey, there you know. mm-hmm. hey. go. Well, I'm, I'm doing my. I'm doing my share. If it's <laughs> a dog eat dog world. What's your favorite ballpark
0: I mean, food? Let us know at uh, Soup Complex. Uh, along with your favorite fictional restaurant and i forgot what else we were asking the people
1: uh um most overrated and most underrated
0: fast right. food joint yeah let us know let us know in the comments uh also uh what uh what's your favorite talking heads
1: album and uh, also i love the way you slip slip it's that homework in homework homework for listeners to this week
0: yeah all right guys we're gonna wrap it up uh, it was just a nice little catch-up conversation with john and uh, jake today had a good time had a nice little time
1: good time boys hmm see, these are the these are the ones, these are the fun ones, you know? Yeah. The ones where you get a check up, see how everybody's doing. Yeah, just see everyone's so, doing
0: there's not a lot of bullshit. We're just talking. Yeah.
1: We're, bullshit. Just, we're just talking. No, no this, bullshit. The stuff that, this is the stuff that we talk about like two hours after the podcast. Right. <laughs> so
0: basically. Yeah, this is basically what we're doing before the in the pre-show warm-up. You basically just got mm-hmm. that. So next week we'll be back with Rushmore. Hopefully we'll be back with um uh, with uh What's her name? Jake and and, and no, uh, no. What's what's, no. what's their name? <laughs> Patrick and Justine. And uh, Anita. Anita had a meeting today, so we yeah. lost out on Anita
1: today too. So I well, wish but, I could say this is what happens. Mario forgets when they're not here, but he forgets more when they are here. So. I forget. I, you know,
0: I'm just I'm old, man. I, there's only there's only so much room in here. It's either going to be it's got to be something important like movie quotes or names. Mm-hmm. And what, right. what do you think I'm going to pick? Come on.
1: Yeah, my mom says the same thing, but it's '80s music. She knows about every single '80s band that ever was. Ask her
0: what her favorite Talking Heads album is.
1: I will. Yeah. All
0: right. That's it, guys. Good job for Jake, for John, for myself. We say this transition ends now. Fight the power.